So this is part of our 70,000 tons of metal interview series. Amazing. Yeah, it was freaking amazing is right. But anyway, before we get started, we want to thank definitely uh, Skipper, Andy, and Allison, and Wolfgang, and everyone over at uh, CMM, including Sonia, who was so gracious to help me set all these up, even when she had a stressful day. Hi, this is Cronus of Venom. This is Dante from Venom. And this is Rage from Venom. And you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, here we are again talking about 70,000 tons of metal. 70,000 uh, 70, tons of fucking metal. Right, which I guess is... Great for me, but you were like 70,000 times around the block with the dog, right? That's what I, you were doing? I was 70,000 miles away. <laughs> right. In 70,000 tears. Yeah. Thanks for rubbing it in. <laughs> but yeah, it was an amazing, amazing experience. Lots of great bands, as we talked about last week on the episode. Um, some more stats for you. Okay. Uh, so, 5,000... Total of 5,445 people on that boat. But you never even realize it. I mean... Yeah, that's, cr- that's crew and, and musicians and everybody, but still, I mean, some of the shows are packed, but you know, the hallways and you don't even see anybody. I mean, you don't see that many people. I don't think. You know, it's crazy. That's more people than the town I grew up in. Really? Yeah, well, I grew up in a town of five thousand people. That was the population. Right. <laughs> and it was and it was a big ass town, and they fit that all on this fucking boat. Yeah, they put it all on the boat. They went to Cozumel, which was uh, you know, as. I've told you and the five listeners we have in a couple episodes before, Cosmo's where I got into the uh, fateful moped accident. Whatever. <laughs> and Rory had to save your ass. Rory had to save my ass. In fact, Rory sent me a text day two, and he's like, hey, tomorrow we're in port. You want to go rent a moped? I'm like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so you had internet on the boat? I did not. Okay. Because I was going to say I would have fucking Skyped in. Uh. No, I, I wasn't paying that. Uh, I know it's like $30 a day. Plus, to be honest, I like the whole being unplugged and just being in the moment. And oh, yeah. Nothing else except like I'm going to go what eat, drink, or find another band to watch. Absolutely. Yeah. And I saw some great bands. I mean, the band that we're going to be uh, coming up here, Venom, been a fan since I'm going to say 83, 82. Never saw them live because they don't get over here that much. They were responsible for most of that, what you'd call black metal. Oh, yeah. Don't they have a song called Black Metal? Yeah, that's where it all sort of originated, and we sort of get into that conversation. After we talk about them being on the boat and, you know, playing different festivals and how they relate it, we get into the whole, you know, how do they feel to be the originators of the black metal sort of scene, I guess loosely quoted, because Cronus doesn't quite see them as the forefathers of the current black metal scene, if that makes sense. Yeah. And you'll have to just, you have to just listen to it and check it out. I've, I've seen them twice on the boat and that, if they have the same drummer, holy crap. The same drummer. They've had the same band. He said for 11 years. So yeah, the drummer and cymbals are so high. Like, I'm like, how does he even hit them? But the guy just pounds. He's so good. And he's such a funny guy because the the one thing I like about the boat, if you haven't gone, you should go. Denise and I tried to get some uh, peace and quiet from everything for a little bit one day. We were like all the way at the back of the boat on the top level. Like we found a couple lounge chairs in the sun. Yeah. And the new uh, Royal Caribbean has redone some of the stuff and they've got like these water slides that kind of go over the water and slide back in. Yeah. Yeah. And back there. And here is, uh, I can't think of his name now uh, from Venom. And he's just riding the slides. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's the best part about 70,000 tons of metal. It really is. You know, like they, they, I know like advertising is one thing where they're like, everybody has a backstage pass, but like you really do. <laughs> oh yeah. I found his name. It's Dante. And we were sitting there and he come down the slide. He's like, Hey, what's up mate? Cause he's got that British accent. Yeah. And then he's back on the slide doing his thing. And I'm like, this is so funny. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've, I like, man, I've had some fun times on that boat with artists. Let me tell you. And I will tell you, well, we can bring it up some more in the next thing. I don't know where the costume party started. Like what year? Because I know we went in 2011 when it was first going and there was no costume party. But well, there's over a the few year, people with costumes on the last day, but not too many. Holy cow, dude. The biggest, Denise, my wife here, the biggest thing she noticed was most people are dressed as inflatable penises. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go crowd surfing. <laughs> there, there was this guy walking around. I saw all these photos the whole time because so many people bought internet this time around. So I was getting live updates all the time. And there was this guy walking around with this like 12 inch, like plastic penis. Yeah. <laughs> like, there were people that? as inflatable penises, like their costumes. <laughs> and then you'd see them crowd surfing in, in the evening. And I'm like, what the hell? You'd never see this anywhere else. I saw one guy dressed up as Jesus and Lots of Jesuses for some reason. I saw this one guy dressed up as Jesus, and he was in the hot tub, and it was this other guy's first time on the boat, so Jesus baptized him into the metal community, <laughs> and he threw him under the water and brought him up, and he had his hand on his forehead the whole nine yards. <laughs> and then I saw a Donald Trump guy. Oh, jeez, I saw that. Oh, my but God. He had a whole secret service. There was all these guys dressed in black as his secret service, and they were fucking like... You go to eat and they're like clearing the area. No pictures. Back up. They walked around the whole boat the last night trying to like make sure Donald got his way. And they had hats on that said like make metal great again or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great stuff. <laughs> I Super saw that. Great stuff. I saw that. I fucking laughed. And yep. and this one guy on the forum, like he he made a joke about them doing that. He was like, "I'm fuck Donald Trump. He ruined my night." And it, and then it turned into like this political rant. And the guy was actually talking about, talking about the guy on the boat. Nice. <laughs> and, like the comments were just so <laughs> rude and mean. And the guy's wow. like, obviously, joke, you obviously you weren't on the boat. You don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure how that costume thing came about, but it starts like if you haven't been the like late on the last day, late in the afternoon, and it just gets better and better as it rolls. Oh yeah, yeah, man, oh man, it's ah, uh, oh, just crying over here still. Yeah. So at any rate, I've got Venom coming up, and we've got Pathos. Did you think of a new name for his show yet, dude? It's been like two minutes. <laughs> well, it's been a week by the time we get. This oh yeah, show it's out. been. A, I mean, it's been a <laughs> Come week. On now. So, Chris is, has not is, come up with a is, name yet. Is Pothos Greek? I don't know what he is, dude. Well, I don't know. I'm just wondering, because Pothos sounds Greek to me. So, his real name, I don't know if I'm going to debunk the... Uh, oh, then no, we better not do that. He's got a real name, and we've spoken to him before from a band, but I don't know if we want to debunk him. No, we won't debunk him. No, so let's leave him as Pathos, the, uh, I don't know, Pathos Metal Reviews. Yep. He's got another one coming up. It's a really good one again. And uh, so I hope you guys tune in. Venom was freaking awesome, especially for me as a massive fan to finally uh, see them twice on the boat, but then to actually, uh, you know, to interview them. And 
it's funny what you see on stage and I should know this by now because I've done this for so many years, but what you see in their, you know, online and social media persona or like back in the day in the magazines compared to what you get in person, such nice guys. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely unbelievable. And it was fun. So here we go. Take a listen to Venom. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still pissed off. <laughs> So you guys have done this this uh, festival before. Yeah. What is it you guys mostly used to do in European festivals? How do you compare the floating festival where you're contained like this to uh, to something like Vakken or Hellfest or one of those? There's a lot more. Uh, I mean, the gig's a gig pools. at the end of the day. It's just different setting, isn't it? It's, yeah. You know, the gig itself isn't any different. It's just about the environment for the fans. That's that's what I think these things were invented for, was to right. give the fans a different experience uh, rather than stand in a muddy field. Right. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? And have no access to the... Well, yeah. Because yeah. here you can't really go anywhere, right? You're, you're on... Yeah, that's it. You can't yeah. have Well, I mean, you can say the same thing about a festival because, you know, where, where else is there to go apart from the campsite, you know, or the motorway? Right. So you're stuck in the festival. No, I, I think it's a great idea because, you know, for the bands, it makes no difference whatsoever. Um, where, where, so long as we've got what we need to do our show, right? The the gigs a gig to us, um, but it's it's great to see when the fans are getting a lot more <laughs> value for their money, um, you know, um, than just buying a festival ticket and standing in the muddy field to actually be able to be on a cruise. I mean, you know, fucking hell, listen to all the accents out there. You know, there's people from all over the yeah. world. And even, even us, I mean, where we've just came from, it's ice everywhere, it's fucking freezing cold. You know, to be able to come on something like this, it's a bit like having a summer holiday yeah. uh, in the middle of winter. Right. Uh, it's fantastic, you know. And as a fan, I mean, being able to bump into you at the bar or... Yeah. I, I mean, I assume people have been pretty cool. I don't see them yeah. being, you know, obnoxious, like, while you're eating or something. But I, yeah. as a fan, it's got to be great to be able to, you know, bump into you at, hey, the let me buy you beer. The first couple of cruises were a bit uh, sketchy for the bands. The, the fans didn't really realise it. They were all running around like yeah. way, way too right. excited. Yeah. As soon way as they saw you from a distance, it was like you could see. And it, yeah. it was, it, it was <laughs> it, you know, the bands really got hustled badly. Mm. That was um, when we were getting like, you're trying to put a mouthful of food and there's kids yeah. come plunging albums in your face and stuff like dudes five yeah. minutes man. I saw that with Danny Filth the Cradle of Filth one day he was eating down there and like everybody was like beelining right for him he was very gracious and he didn't you know he signed everything but I felt bad I'm like that's gotta there's a time and a place in yeah yeah yeah, it's like because we're not going anywhere either. So, right. chill, dude. You get it's your dinner. Crap, you're with you know? your family yeah, or with yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I mean, you know, that was that was, you know, I think that's one of the good things about social media is people talked about it. The fans, the bands, because there was a lot of the fans who were saying, "Yeah, dude," you know, the other fans saying, "Chill out," you know, the guys eating his dinner, you know, right? Uh, and there'll always be two sides to it. You'll always get the people who say, "Come on, put your fork down," saying the guy's stuff, you know. But then, you know, you get the other side who say, "You know, it's out of order." You know, I personally think because we can't go anywhere, we're going to end one meal and we're going to be sitting here waiting, you know. And you're going to be at the bar later on in the evening or somewhere, right? Give them five ten minutes, and then you know. It'll be a better experience for everybody, but now everybody's chilled now. It's yeah, cool. Yeah. I mean, this is round 10 of, yeah. of, of this 70,000 tons. Yeah. Uh, 
this is our third shot, and uh, everybody's chill. It's great. Yeah, I was on the first one back in 2011. They flew. They went out of all right on Miami, and yeah. it was definitely a lot different. A smaller ship and right, you know, a smaller yeah. vibe. But and I've missed you the years you guys have been here. I've missed oh, both yeah. times. So I'm, it was yeah. the second one. We, we our did first 20, time. 20, yeah. yeah, twelve and then yeah. fifteen. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. I think we was the smaller boat on our first time. Okay, so you guys were still on that smaller yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. The that was when it was 70,000 tons. Yeah. Now it's more. Right, right. A lot bigger, right? 140,000 tons. They didn't have the small or anything, it was just a boat. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. So I don't mean to take too long, but no, no. Storm the Gates 2018, you guys planning on anything? Yeah. Any new records? or? Um, yeah, we're always writing yeah. and never stop writing, you know? It's yeah. just, we've always got riffs and fucking devilish beats and stuff like that. Yeah. Because yeah. it's only really a year for that album because it actually came out at the end of the year, so it was. You know, it was really a, a 2018, 2019 release for us. Yeah. Um, but you know, once once you get to the you know the stage where you know I'm 40 years into my career, you know we can't be releasing an album every year because it's you you won't get the quality that way. You know, right. it's not like when you start out and you write you write a shitload of songs and you release your first say three albums yeah. quite close to each other, and then after after that you need to start taking more time um, to write killer songs. I mean. I've done rushed albums and regretted it. Right. So, you know, I've learned by my mistakes that if I don't have the time to let the song settle. I mean, you get that thing when you're playing a new song, you'll speed it up, you'll slow it down, you know. I mean, I, for, the killer one for me has always been Seven Gates because we recorded that as we learned it. And as soon as we played it live, it changed completely. Yeah, really? Like, fuck yeah. it out, you know. Uh, I wanted to go back and do it again, you know, but it's one of those things. Yeah, you isn't it? seem to come up with things. In time, with the experience of a song, you know, you might come up with a new sort of riff, uh, yeah. like beginning of it or ending, yeah. and you think, "Fuck, wish we'd have done that." Yeah. Like when we recorded well, it, yeah. it's, like it's the solo might go on yeah, longer. Long, yeah. It's fucking taking it. Just cut it. You yeah, know? it's like giving the songs time to breathe, and they come a bit more alive right. when yeah. you do them live. You know, so yeah. So a couple questions, and a couple things came up that are not on my questions here. First, been at it for forty years or whatever you've been doing. You ever have? Difficulty not writing the same song or doing does that make sense? It's funny because uh, to, to answer that, when we get to the end of a, an album, for example, there's always leftover songs, right? And every time, oh great, we've got a few songs ready for the next album, and they never go to the next <laughs> album. They just write more, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, we're kind of oh, uh, uh, you know, I don't want to do that anymore because I'm familiar with it. Let's write some new yeah. stuff. It, it's the good thing about, I mean, this is now we're into our eleventh year of this lineup, right? And this is the longest ever Venom lineup for me, and we're just getting more creative, not less. That's yeah. great. Um, the ideas are—it's like you become a bit like sort of telepathic with each other, and you get each other where you're going with something. Uh, we can slow down and speed up without saying let's slow down and speed up you know and right you're, you're on the same uh, vibe yeah you know the so style of the song can sort of change when we're coming up with ideas you know it can start with like a real heavy riff and it can go a bit proggy even, yeah you know right. just we just set set it away recording just to get the ideas and see what we come up with you know and fucking hell there's some great because we've got, come we've got no song. fear when we're writing songs now as well because we're that comfortable with each yeah. other yes. you know it's not, nobody's trying to prove anything to anyone we're just trying to get the best song we can and we're, right. we've just over the past you know a couple of albums we've really started to push and just go off on tangents yeah. and try it and you know maybe in the past 
it would be like oh that's not venomous enough we'll put it to the yeah, side right. where now we'll just go fuck it yeah, you know what I, mean? yeah. I, I always continue to say it's one of the things that people have misunderstood what I meant when I created black metal you know um, the scene that came out of Norway 10 years after Venom was more like a death metal bunch of guys with white faces and you know black eyes and you know they should have put their own name to it Norse metal corpse metal whatever black metal is taking rock and roll and bastardizing it it's taking rock and roll's rules and just doing whatever is a fucking great idea you know whether you're singing songs about you know I mean we had songs like teacher's pet you know buried alive you know it went from one extreme to the next one minute you're talking about being in school the next minute you're talking about being locked in a coffin under and that was the idea behind black metal it was like getting the rules and throwing them out the window you take a band like deep purple all they sing about is oh yeah lovely baby got me whiskey driving down the freeway you know and it's really like you know they cut they're stuck you know, they couldn't all of a sudden start singing about fucking aliens on another right. fucking planet. That makes sense. People be like, what, what the hell is yeah. Richie Blackmore been smoking, you know? <laughs> Whereas the whole idea behind black metal was to open up all the ideas and at the end of the day just say, is it a good song or not? Yeah. Rather than, what are you singing about? Right. You know? Um, that, so. that was some questions that I had later on about the origins of black metal, so you kind of addressed that. But So getting back to your song process, if you don't mind, real quick. When you guys are writing, are you writing like with the all together, like the old school way, or yeah. emailing stuff? No, yeah. we're a proper fucking band. We're, we're, we're a studio. great yeah. live we, band. We, and live, we live not far from each other. We've got that, to, so we can we get together every week. Yeah, um, we we talk about all of the things about the band and and, and when when it's when and in the end, songs. I think you can hear that right. That yeah. becomes a more organic yeah. sort yeah. of. And it, yeah. it lives and breathes as opposed yeah. to being a sterile email. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah, of course. I mean, you hear a lot of the stuff that's came out since. I think it was when, you know, bands like Metallica released that sort of, you know, kind of monster movie and that the showed the sort of Pro Tools process and how everything can be recorded in samples and chopped together Cut and everything. And sent, yeah. sent to we, each other. We, we, like, were so against that right. as a way of working. When you've got a drummer, a bass player, and a guitarist, that can meet in the same room and bounce ideas off each other the same way the guys in Zeppelin did it the same way as the guys in the Beatles did it right, and the Rolling right, Stones Stone, yeah. why the fuck do you want to change that you know right. yes you can use technology to kind of you know help things along the way but you don't want them to be the beginning and end of everything or you just I don't know it's just too it, it's too clinical and methodical for me and it yeah. loses any feel you know, oh, I 100% course. agree. That's why I said that more organic. Yeah. It lives and it breathes, I think. Oh, you can feel it. Yeah. You got swaying tempos. You got, I mean, things sway a little bit, but that's the way it's supposed it's to human. be, right? Yeah. It's human. Right. You know, you know all mean, that quantized yeah. shit doesn't work. When I just want to get the live thing onto an, onto an album. I want to get the sound of a live band playing, you know, together on, on the record at the end of the day. Sort of like that, forgive me for if, if this is insulting, but sort of like that punk ethic, right? Getting oh, yeah. it... Yeah, oh, yeah, hundred yeah, percent punk. You yeah. know that that was the beginnings of the power metal idea. Was it was metal and punk mixed, right? Because metal was kind of going all sort of like lipsticky and right. spandex and yeah. not not hardcore. You yeah. know, right? The energy uh, went out of it. Didn't it was more like the, the fashion the, the statement, wasn't it? Fashionistas, yeah. yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. where like the whole LA scene you're talking about. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 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 So you know, as as 
I started, there was the Motley Crews and the Rats. And you guys were almost in, like, direct response to that, Absolutely, though. yeah. I mean, you know, I remember the first crew thing coming out, you know, with the pentagram on and everything. I was like, fucking hell. That's so <laughs> backwards to the way you guys really are, you know? Right. You're fucking, you know, you're, you're dressing up, trying try your damnedest to look like women. You know? Right. Say, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, what substance, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. I wouldn't mind some of them bands had fucking great players as well. Yeah, oh, they did. Do you know what I mean? But it was all about the, 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 the too much for the image. Yeah. Too much. Much. I remember seeing um, Poison's album cover and I thought, fuck no, they, they, uh, that's been airbrushed to look like women. Yeah. And yet when I've seen them live, they played at the Monsters of Rock um, only a couple of years after they came out. Damn good live. Uh, fucking really good. Huh? Yeah. Surprising. Yeah. I was like, well, you know, in a way it reminded us of the kind of way Rod Stewart does it, you know, like yeah. he, he releases these really tacky, poppy singles. Love songs, uh, kind but of then stuff, he, yeah. hits the, he hits the stage and he plays like rock and roller, you know, so. Yeah. So, 40 years in. Your crowds are like multi generational now, right? Yeah. What's that like? I mean, because people like me are bringing their kids. That's got to be yeah. pretty cool, right? Yeah, it's oh, absolutely. Awesome. It's always amazed me. You know, yeah. we haven't sort of just kept our old crowd who would have just got less and less and less. Right. And less. You know, we our crowd keeps getting replaced by the younger generation. You know, and it's it's really fascinating. And it's good for us as well. I mean, we just come back from Germany, and like the front row was just like fucking young kids, right? And they're like giving the energy, and that yeah. just it's fucking pumps us up. Sent them, you know, singing along to these songs, the, the newer songs, the older yeah. songs. And yeah. these kids are like 12. I know, man. That's what I'm saying. I bring my son to go see shows, yeah. And, yeah. and I was thinking about it. I look around and go, wow, look at these crowds. They're, and they haven't got the baggage as well. Do you know what I mean? They haven't got this like baggage where they go, oh, the band's brilliant, but like, oh, you know what? I, I want nostalgia. I want nostalgia. These kids don't give a fuck about, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. like they've picked up, you know, Fallen Angels are from the very depths, yeah. and that's their fucking gateway album. Yeah. Right. That's why and when that we put our like sets together now, we try to kind of like please everybody because we've met so many of the younger fans now who've sort of said, you know, we're not really a big fan of the the early Welcome the Hells and the Black Metals, but we really love the Fallen Angels and the you know from the very depths, right. and it's like you know, brilliant. You don't have to like that early. As long as you're buying a record, yeah, sure. Same as the older the guys who say, "Oh, not really into what you're doing now." Preferred back to That's fine. Right. Like what you like. I mean, I'm I'm the same. I, I like the early status quo stuff, and yet I don't like what they're doing now. So I get that. You know. Yeah. All right. Um, I, mean, I think it's dragged some of the older ones as well. Like, fuck, yeah. these kids are showing what up. And you can see <laughs> some of uh, you know the ones who used to stand at the back with the pints yeah, and all that begrudgingly, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. And you can see them Don't going like shit. The yeah. You know what I mean? They're these young kids are taking my band away from me, so they're getting involved. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're starting to get in, and it's fucking great because you see some of the old familiar faces yeah. and these and the young ones and the fucking they're just the hardcore. It's like on the boat, man. You know, you, you see circle pits and jacuzzis and shit. Like yeah, that's that. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Just seen a conga with yeah. about a thousand people going round. Yeah. It was like fucking. It's like ten o'clock in the morning. It's great. Yep. I'm getting cut off here, but real quick, right. do you ever imagine you'd still be doing this after all this time? Not really. No, uh, we never looked at it as a long-term thing. It was kids having fun, playing with other people who were like-minded, who you know, and the career kind of was spawned out of that. Always ready to roll with it because it's something that I've uh, yeah. always loved doing, you know, but um, no, because you always, I mean, we, we, we come from a fucking, like, you know, a small part of the country, north of England, which is a lot to do with people getting jobs, you know, mining, shipbuilding, you know, right, yeah. it's all industry, fishing, Blue collar and, kind of stuff. you know, and rock stars come from everywhere else in the world, you know, so you don't imagine that you're going to be allowed to you know, if you're not from London or New York. Um, but yeah, always ready to roll with the punches. Fuck it. All right, everybody. What is up? It is Pathos back with your pick of the day. 
right here on the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Today I have a band out of Lehighton, Pennsylvania. Another Day Dawns. This band's a lot like uh, for fans of Puddle of Mud, Three Days Grace, Hinder, Shinedown, Red. If you like those bands, you're going to love these guys. Describe themselves as a high-energy hard rock band. We have a new single out, Taste of Heaven, which is what you hear underneath me right now. It's on their upcoming EP, Stranger, which uh, that is uh, available for pre-order right now at anotherdaydawns.com. Also going to be on Spotify and Apple Music for you streamers out there. This band's been around since about 2010 in different forms. They started out doing hard rock covers, and they've morphed now into writing their own stuff over the last few years. The thing about this song that I noticed at first was the, what really caught me was the vocals. It was a really strong performance right out of the gate. The production on this song, once again, is great. Good job on that. Uh, the riff, the guitar riff is very catchy. The drumming is solid. Overall, this is uh, this is one of those type of songs that really announces them as, as a band that knows what they're doing. Uh, it's very creative and really heartfelt in their performance and, and what they write. You might be asking me, Pathos, why aren't you reviewing something that's, you know, more hard, extreme metal? Well, you know, not everything has to be to that level. Sometimes you could just go with the more uh, drawn down uh, and actual clean vocals on things. And we know there's a lot of people out there that like that. You know, I enjoy that from time to time. And as far as those go, this band is up there. Uh, I'm sure they're great live. So be sure you check these guys out. Follow them on Facebook. Find their stuff on YouTube. Check them out. Support them. And once again, with your pick of the day, this is Pathos on the Brutally Delicious Podcast. One Hit Thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know. Each week, we're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget. And we decide if they brought the One Hit Thunder or nothing more than a one hit blunder. Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh, and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. Tag Team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week. So pass the duchy, make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods.